0: Hey, hey, witches. Welcome back to About That Life, or formerly known as Little Black Witch. This is your girl, Joy. And your girl, Nikki. <laughs> Happy to have y'all back. Today's topic, ancestors and legacies, right? We're all trying to leave a legacy, leave a little something for the kids, leave a little something for the world even. And we thought it'd be pretty cool to open with a poem by Nikki, read by Nikki.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I have this piece called "Weight of the world. Have you ever looked into the eyes of a person that belongs to you? It doesn't get any heavier. I lied. Have you ever looked down at your legacy, your children with their children and theirs and know that somewhere in there you did something right?
0: It doesn't get any heavier. Okay. So you guys, if you haven't gotten Nikki's book, I highly suggest you do that. Invest in your witches. <laughs> but yeah, today we thought we'd talk about working with the ancestors and what it means to leave a legacy. Um, I, think, I think your poem, honestly, really speaks to how maybe our ancestors feel about us knowing right. that they went through all of this, all of that shit. And yeah. here we are living our lives, going to school, reading, right? Going to the grocery store and eating good food whenever we right. feel like it. thats thing. Those are things they could only dream of and they really yeah. wanted for, for their children. And do they know how much work they did, right, to make right. it actually happen? Because it's in the moment it's easy to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm just trying to make it t- through the day without realizing the impact you're having on future generations.
1: Right. Yeah. And when I wrote that poem, it was really... It was actually inspired by something that I was seeing happen at work. Um, I was looking after a patient that was on hospice care. So that means that they are um, transitioning, they're dying. And they mm. were having different conversations with family members. And I thought, wow, like this person is like in their 80s. You know, they have children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren that are here. And that yeah. must really be, they must really be in a space where they're like, you know what, I did it and I'm, I'm okay to transition. You know, so for me, it's kind of like my my largest goal, like my actual end goal, of course, is to kind of get a lot of time here and Mm -hmm. also be able to look down at my children and say I did right by them and they were able to do right by their children and then their children were able to do right by their children. So I would trust in that moment. This is this is something I made a difference here. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I sure. made a difference here. I was able to pivot and change the course of how things were flowing. And it's just really personally important for me to make sure my lineage and people that are close to me understand, you know, spirituality and, yes. you know, thinking for yourself and being like a thought leader and also emotional intelligence. So like, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, all right, we have the programming and we need to go to school. We need to do this. We need to work. We need to make money, marriage, kids, all of the like traditional typical things, but like also explore yourself,
0: Mm -hmm. you know? So
1: that's a big thing that I want my lineage to be about, you know, like not just what's written and what other men and women may have created for the plan, but like feel yourself too. Because I think when we take that time to feel ourselves, we find our magic, we find that spark. So that's important to teach, you know, my lineage. And I want to be able to look down and say, everyone knows how to think, you know, something as fucking simple as like thinking, you know what I mean? Like they know how to think. And I feel like there must be something close to that for me, for my ancestral lineage, because, you know, my dad put that in me. My -hmm. dad made sure he helped me understand that I was a strong thinker. You know, and I felt like my dad was a genius. So for someone like that to tell me, like, wow, that was a good thought, you know, Mm -hmm. now that's with me forever. And I know how important it is to pass that down and talk to my daughter that way. You know, it goes for me, it goes beyond like, oh, you know, you're pretty and you can do anything you want. Like, no, you're you're a strategic thinker and you make really good choices. Yeah. you know, And just kind of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think it's really important to the, to ask ourselves, you know, especially since we just we were just talking about parenting, right? What yes. am I passing down to my kids? What have I learned from my mom? What has my mom learned from my grandma, and so on and so so forth? That is continuing down this line and. Right. I think when you are a spiritual person, when you consider yourself a witch as well, you know that there are a lot of things that are so important for us to think about. How are we teaching you how to take care of your energy? How are we teaching you to lean into the universe? Are we teaching you to respect nature, right? Something that I know has come down from my family is our love of herbs, right? Okay. Being really, really good with understanding how to take care of yourself using what the earth has already provided. My dad dad told me, he was like, my, he was like your Nana, his mom. He was like, your Nana was so good with herbs. He was like, all my life, all I wanted was one sick day out of school. And he was like, she always had this, Things for us to drink and sometimes it didn't taste good. But as soon as I right. went to school, I felt better and I was really upset about it because all I wanted to do was stay home.
1: <laughs> right, like, oh no, I'm I'm having a sick day. I get to just relax and sleep in. No, you don't. Yeah.
0: You're cured. <laughs> You're good. You better go to school. One cure goes, coming yeah. up. Yeah. Has, she's yeah. like, if you don't get out of my house, go, 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 right. And so that's right. something that's definitely been passed down to me is that we have the knowledge. We have the knowledge to take care of ourselves. We know how to, we know how to cure things. I think, Mm -hmm. especially as black people and, you know, African people, like we have really relied on the earth to take care of us because like throughout time, right. We, we didn't always have medicine as it is today. And yet people were still able to survive and sure. Like, don't get me wrong. We're living to a hundred years old now. And part of that is due to modern medicine, but also it's part of how they eat, right? How we eat, how we take care of ourselves. It really, really does matter. And so when you're thinking about doing work with your ancestors, I always recommend talk to them, talk to your ancestors, ask them questions, dream about them. Who do you think they are? I've done an ancestry, you know, test just to kind of figure out, okay, where is my family from? Like, where's the area? And then do some research about that particular country that somebody's family comes from.
1: Yeah, like their traditions, you know, like, yeah, yeah, their traditions and to feel closer Mm -hmm. to what what the story was before now.
0: Mm -hmm, Exactly. And who were they? What kind of deities were they worshiping, right? Because we're going to be honest here. We didn't start out Christian.
1: <laughs> right. That's not
0: how it started. We started with a real, a true love of worshiping the earth and understanding even, and this is something that I love about multiple deities is that they are also flawed. That's why there's so many of them, right? There's one who's got a, a terrible temper. There's one that doesn't listen, right? There's lessons to learn and they weren't perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we as people need to st- to see and understand is that we're not meant to be perfect. We're meant to make progress. We're meant right. to honor our own truth and figure out our boundaries. Just like the, just like the gods and goddesses before us.
1: Right? right. Yeah. Learning about where, where we break, why we break. And then, you know, don't keep breaking there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cause I, I think what I, something that I appreciate now is that we're starting to get rid of the idea that practice makes perfect. Cause there is, that doesn't, that's not real. It's That's not, not yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's an yeah. obtainable thing. But if we think about it as practice makes progress, it yeah. really it does give us that encouragement to just keep going. Yeah. That is attainable. Yeah. You that know, that is you attainable. If
1: I work at this, I can, I'm 100% guaranteed okay. to make progress.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when we, you know, you and I, I, am it's hard to say whether the audience knows we are both black women, right? Right. (laughs) We are both black women. So I think it's also important for us to realize that there are things that have been passed down in our history that doesn't necessarily belong to our people and discerning the difference of what we can use and what we're going to leave behind because not Mm -hmm. everything can come with us and not everything should come with us. Right. Do you have your ancestor altar? right? Do you have an altar? Do you have a place that you go to, to worship the people who came before you to give thanks to them, to honor them and to show that you appreciate all of the effort that they put forth to make sure that you are here today?
1: Right. Yeah. And are you, are you tapping into the idea that you can call on them? Yes. You know, I I feel like a, a heavy presence in my spirit team that it's, it's family and it's yeah. bloodlines you know and it's my parents and maybe even my grandparents yeah so for sure. yeah feeling feeling close to that is is it's a game changer for me mm-hmm. so i when i'm in meditation or in prayer i i call on my ancestors and it always yes. feels beautiful yeah
0: and you we also think that everybody has their role they're here to protect you they're here to t- show you a different way you know, being on the other side, they've got this whole world of vision that we just don't see yet, right? We just don't understand. Right. And their point is to say, hey, go, go in this direction, right? When you're being called, you get to same message over and over and over. Are you listening? Are right. you trying to engage with it? You know, when we were talking about shadow work, when we were talking about sexual healing, right? You keep seeing these messages all over and over and over. And your ancestors may be asking you, to go ahead and heal this part of the line. That's your job for us, right? Right. It's to heal this portion of trauma that we went through. Right, Right. yeah. To acknowledge that this was an issue and that we didn't have the opportunity, we didn't have the same tools that you have today. So you can actually do the work that we were unable to do. Yeah, yeah, that that part, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And that ties in so much to like the topic of like breaking generational curses. Yes. Right. Like that's what we call it. But I also have been feeling like I see a lot of people just kind of owning that mm-hmm. they feel generationally cursed. Right. Yeah. So like you feel like you might be stuck in some kind of cycle of, you know, having, you know, <clears throat> whatever it might be having. What what happens a lot to in families is either loss or. Mm-hmm like, um, women that have children very young and they feel like they're unequipped to deal with this. And then it it, it keeps happening as well. But there Mm -hmm. has to be a time where you say, well, you know, I, I didn't like this plan for myself. I didn't like this plan for myself. So maybe I can promote something different along this path, you know? And I know I see Mm -hmm. a lot of that work happening and it's, it's something that's being talked about a lot more. And everybody's talking so much more right now, just with social media, so mm-hmm. it's really good to see the conversations happening. But a big part of that breaking generational curses, I feel like is going to have to be not maybe in some form of that, not claiming the curse, you know what yes. I mean? Like not yes. really saying like, well, oh, you know, addiction runs in my family. That's one for me. You know, it's kind yes. of like, oh, like addictions in the bloodline, it runs in the family. You know, that's mm-hmm. just kind of a thing because it it's enabling. Yeah. You know, if I if I kind of leaned into like, oh, well, we're all addicted to something, you know, it might make it easier for me to just kind of have like this slight alcohol, alcohol addiction, right? Like kind of really recognizing like this could have been a generational thing that was happening over and over again within my family. But like, it's not going to be anymore.
0: I think sometimes,
1: you know, acknowledging that it could be the generational issue is important. But then also saying like, it's not an issue anymore. You know, like you have to like remove it and say, recognize it and then kind of set it to the side and say like, this is not going to be a thing anymore. It goes in the same, the same lines of, uh, you know, just kind of having that like victim mentality sort of Mm -hmm. thing. You know, like Mm -hmm. this is what happened to me. This is what's going to happen to me. This is just something that happens in our family and I don't have actual control over it. You do have control. You do have control over it.
0: Yeah. And you can take back your control. Know that there are people out there to help you with the tools if you don't actually have them. And I think there's a very good point to what you're saying is like really understanding and acknowledging what the issue is and deciding, making the decision to say, it stops here. It stops with me. And that I'm not going to fall into this trap. Now, if you find, right, you end up with an alcohol addiction, right? And you realize, oh my gosh, this has been going on in my families, and I want it to stop you seek help. I think acknowledging and realizing where the issues stem from is just as important as understanding the tools or yeah. finding the tools to deal with it.
1: You yeah. Know?
0: Yeah. Because sometimes it can
1: become like a thing of comfort. You mm-hmm. know, it's just kind of like, well, hey, you know, the family members were doing these things. So I'm going to keep doing these things. And that's yeah. why it's really important to look at it at the, the top you know, like mm-hmm. the root of it, you know, what are the lessons yeah. here? What are, what are our people about? What's the family about? What are we practicing? And we're in such a new time right now. And for me, I have, I mean, yeah, my parents, I don't have parents. I don't have grandparents. So in a sense, I'm like at the top of my, my bloodline right now. It's, right. it's me and I'm passing down to my daughter. So I'm in a position it's, It's like bittersweet, I feel like, because I mean, the fact that there's there's not a lot of family above me living now on this planet for me to look to and have that support and that family feel, but also I get to kind of rewrite. Mm -hmm. In a sense, I'm in a position where I can kind of rewrite what I want to put into my daughter and for her to understand as something that our
0: family's about or important practices for her life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when it when it comes to your spiritual practice, too, that's so important. What are you leaving with them? Right? because the idea that I, I don't have control is something that I, I'm not, I'm a Virgo. Okay, I'm not gonna say I don't have control. I always got control. I that's my thing. (laughs) I'm like, I can control it. I got this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's also like, when you're taking when you're making your grimoire, right, when you're taking the notes, and you're making the books about the spells that you've tried the results, you are actively leaving something for your kids to look at if you want them to continue down this path, right? A lot of us have started or reconnected. We've reconnected with some of the original spiritual practices, right? Right, But in doing that, we've also had to figure out, well, what did they do, right? We don't really have a lot to say, okay, this actually is a spell that my family has done for generations, right? We don't know that. But we can start that we can be the ones to say, we've always been spiritual women, we've been always been powerful women, we've always been right, insert here, we've always been able to manifest and do spells or whatever it is that you were really wanting to do, and create the knowledge for them to pass that down. And it's going to be so valuable. Because even if they don't practice that same spirituality, they have this little piece of you of saying, wow, you're great, 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 great grandma. This was her book. These are all the spells to do. Like that would feel incredible. And if your whatever great right grandchild has this book and they're calling to you, they have this direct connection to you now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which when you're working with the ancestors, it's helpful. It's so helpful to have that like little piece. If you can find their pictures, if you can find their name, right? These things help you when you're doing your ancestor work. And as Black people, as people of color, ancestor work has always been really tied to a lot of the practices that we've done, right? When we're praying, and we're like, you know, are you talking to your past the a loved one who's passed on, right? You are speaking to them. What's really what's the difference? Talk to them. Yeah, talk to them like they're sitting in front of you. Have tea with them. I have a client of mine that I work with, and she told me she's like, you know. I have my ancestor altar, and every morning I have coffee with them, and I talk to them, and it just helps me start my day on the right foot. Basically, yeah, right? yeah. I don't. I I feel so connected to them, mm-hmm. and when I'm doing my magic, they are the ones that I talk to. They're the ones that she asked for advice. Right. Yeah, Is this what's supposed to be happening? Is there another direction I can take? Give me some kind of feedback. Whether you're doing pendulum work, or you're doing tarot cards, you can always ask your ancestors to- for advice, because they really will have your best interest at heart. Yeah, I feel
1: like it's it's my my go to, you know, mm-hmm. I just I feel so aligned
0: with the idea
1: of my ancestors, which I feel like make up my spirit team. Mm-hmm. And there's such comfort there. I feel mm-hmm. like even at times in dreams, I visit I visit with ancestors and there's like a place yeah. of comfort. My, my father passed away when I was 16 years old and where I lived mm-hmm. with him, I've decided must be a spiritual place I traveled to in my dreams to like visit with him. It's like yes. a meeting place for us in a sense back where I lived Absolutely. with him, where I knew him in the physical space. And mm-hmm. I go there and different things happen. Sometimes he's having conversations with other people. Sometimes he gives me different conversations or messages and it's mm-hmm. all of it's wonderful. But I also, yeah. as time progressed and my spiritual practice advanced, I feel like I was more and more open to these sort of things.
0: Mm-hmm. And if, mm-hmm. if you're,
1: you know, whatever you're going to trust in, you know, f- trusting in family, essentially, and ancestors is, it, it feels the, the most natural for me. And I also yeah. have always believed that my father like unconditionally loved me. Mm-hmm. So if that's, if there's something to unconditional love, he's still pouring that into me from, you know, from, from the spiritual realm. Uh, And I,
0: I feel that very often in my life. Yeah. And when you're doing your protection spells, when you're doing your energy cleansing, any of this work, you can always, always call on your spirit team, call to your ancestors, right? They want to see you thrive. They've done this work so far to see you thrive. So why would they just stop now? You know what I mean? Yeah yeah work with your magic right if you are a if you are a person who chants and needs to say things out loud and call to your ancestors come up with something that works for you right right ancestors i'm calling out to you i ask you to guide me in my next decision right ask them ask them don't be afraid to reach out because your ancestors and your spirit guides right Your ancestors and spirit guides are two different teams that are very much working together to make sure that you do okay, that make sure that you thrive, right? And your ancestors have this direct tie to you, this direct bloodline, whereas your where your spirit guides may not, right? Your spirit guides may not actually have a blood tie to you. We don't always know how we get our spirit guides. They just kind of come to you when you need them, right? Yeah, yeah. Use them. Use your ancestors and your spirit guides to kind of let you know, hey, Am I in danger here? Is this person yeah. right for me? Right? Yeah. Do I need to do a protection spell? Do I need to right. do a money spell? And when right. you're doing, I I highly recommend an ancestor altar. If you can find pictures of your ancestors, print them out. If you already have some printed, put them in frames. Put mm-hmm. them up on a nice little table. You can put a little white cloth on that table. You put some offerings out, right? Some water. If you know that they were, you know, they like to drink, a drink, you know, a little thing. <laughs> my, my grandpa, he liked his, his cognac, you know what I mean? Was <laughs> a drinker? You put a little you put a little shot glass out there or you put a whole glass out there depending on how much grandpa liked to drink, right? <laughs> and you offer that to them. I love you. I respect you. But this is the thing, always step to them with respect because they will put you in your place. Whether they are in the physical realm or not, they will show you who's who.
1: Yeah. Just be careful. And when when you're speaking about like calling on, you know, the ancestors and the spirit guides, when I do live meditation, guided meditations with clients in my sacred sexuality work, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times for cord cutting ceremonies, um, it's beneficial for clients. I always add it in. If you feel uncomfortable, if you feel like you're needing support, call on your ancestors, call on your spirit guides, let them come in for that support. If you're releasing a habit someone, if you're doing something that ultimately can feel shaky for you or something you feel uncertain of, you can call on that spiritual support. They don't do Mm -hmm. the cord cutting for you, but they're there to support you. And I've had, I've had clients say they have beautiful results. They said, when I called in my spirit team, I had the courage to cut that cord. Because I oh. felt that it wasn't just coming from me knowing I needed to cut this habit or cut this person, but it was also my support team in the spiritual realm said, we know that this is the time for you to remove this from your life. And we're here to support that. So yeah. it's, it's truly a beautiful thing. And whether it's coming at that time from the ancestors, the bloodline or the spirit guides, it all, the support all works and it's yeah. extremely helpful. And it's, it's really as easy as saying, you know, I call in my guides. I'm calling yes. on my ancestors, you know, in those moments, mm-hmm. it's it's very effective.
0: It is. It really does work. And if there's a specific person, right, for me, oh, my gosh, I love my grandpa. I sure did. I love my grandpa. He was such a funny guy. But in times where I'm just feeling kind of low, that's the guy that I look to. That's the yeah. one. Because in life, when I was feeling, you know, not so great, I right. would cuddle up to him. Yeah. I would sit in his yeah. chair. yeah. And, Isn't you it know, beautiful?
1: I, Isn't that beautiful to have someone have that kind of impact on you? Oh you know, God, that yeah. this person was so powerful in my life mm-hmm. when they were here, that I still feel like I can s- feel supported, loved, and appreciated from them, even as they've transitioned and they're in the spiritual world. Yeah, I, that's so powerful. That's so beautiful to, to have those connections.
0: I agree. It's so, it feels so nice to be able to go no matter where you are, no matter what's going on. Yeah. If I need your help, you've got my back.
1: Yeah. You're here. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what you're here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it's really funny because I've always been very close to my dad, and my dad was very close to his dad. So it kind of always made sense to me that, like, I really got along with my grandfather because he my grandfather, and my father are very similar personalities, right? They're mm-hmm. easy to laugh. You know, they're always there to take care of somebody, you know, but they're chill. They're not doing more than they need to, right? They're okay. just mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm at home. I'm watching TV. And I'm drinking my little I'm drinking my, you know, my glass of cognac, can see, whatever it is that they're in the mood. for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not don't ask me to do shit. I'm not doing it. <laughs> don't yeah. ask you shit. I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to. Uh, this is
1: my relaxation time. I'm just here
0: sitting, yeah. chilling. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah. are the, some of the most hardworking men that I've ever I've ever known in my life. Right. Yeah. These men have always showed me that you can love somebody and show up for someone and still maintain your balance, your your boundaries and find balance yeah. in that.
1: Yeah, that's so important that that sort of lesson is so fucking important coming from mm-hmm. masculine men from yeah. men that are in a leadership role, like mm-hmm. saying like, hey, you can, you can show love, you can be in your essence, you can show love, you can do these things, but also protect your peace, have some protect dignity, have some self respect.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: Yeah, I, I, I appreciate those sort of things. That's really powerful.
0: Yeah and I think it's something that helped me especially as I got older because my mom and I have a very uh, complicated relationship. She and I aren't very close. We've never really seen eye to eye and mm. I noticed that that's something that's a pattern within her side of the family. The moms and daughters the complicated relationship. Mm. Right? Great grandma and grandma, grandma and my mom, me and my mom, right? We yeah. all we don't we don't get along very well.
1: Okay. And
0: it kind of showed me that the way that you speak to your child really—not that it really matters, because obviously that makes sense—but it really it carries, right? That yes, that for sure, legacy just continues. The way that you speak to each other is how we're going to continue to speak to our our children. Yeah, and that's where it was like, mm, no, yeah, that's a no for me because yeah. it just doesn't sit well with me. That's that's something that I'm going to undo. I'm not okay yeah. with that. Yeah. There's a quote that I love that says,
1: speak to your children. It's something similar to this. Speak to your children as if they are the greatest
0: person in the world for that's what they'll become. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, it's so true. When you, and I think there's something to be said when you when you look back at Black history as a whole, right? Yeah. When you look mm-hmm. back to when we hit the Americas, right? And the treatment that started there of course, it's been internalized that language that that violence has been yeah. passed on in a lot of different family dynamics. And right. we at this generation right, are realizing like, hey, this isn't because you were being awful and you thought I was actually stupid. You didn't know how else to teach me. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I taught you that it is easier to be quiet and not cause a scene or have or or be seen because you don't want to draw the attention because that attention is really, really unsafe. And so I'm going to teach you that lesson the way that the only way I know how. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then what comes with that? Right. Like not setting the boundaries and being, Mm -hmm. you know, not
0: speaking up for yourself. And yeah, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I really see that I really see that in my mom's the dynamic between mother and daughter on my mom's side of the family. Mm -hmm. Where it really has been a a vicious circle where they just don't they just can't seem to find that common ground. Yeah. And I think it's also important to honor those boundaries for yourself, right? You yeah. see something, and that's, your mom that's or like your the grandma, space you're. Do that, yeah. That's like, is that a space
1: that you're in around that situation? Like you're just kind of setting those boundaries with your relationship with your mom,
0: and yes.
1: and not really. Okay, so you're just yes. in a space of like acceptance around that. That's kind of what it is with the two of you.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, and you know, I. I'm in my mid 30s now. And it's taken me a long time to get to this space where it's just like, it's okay that that this relationship just doesn't work for us. And we just don't know how to communicate with each other. We don't know Mm -hmm. how to talk to each other. And you know, I did the therapy and now I do shadow work. And I've done shadow work on myself for a long, long time before I started doing it with other people. Mm -hmm. And I think through going to therapy and doing shadow work, it's just like, it's okay. You know, I don't have any I don't, I don't hate her. I love my mom. You know, I love her and I miss her. But I also understand that that relationship is unsafe for me. And that's, that's okay for me to say too.
1: Yeah. 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 That's important to say, I recognize that this is this and that's okay. But also the importance comes in where you're being realistic with yourself and you're saying, you know what? Yeah. This relationship is unsafe. I love this person, but Mm -hmm. to try and have an active relationship is probably unsafe. And like you're able, like you said that your grandfather and your father have taught you, you're able to love people, but set those boundaries you know, exactly. I, I have relationships with people that, that are not, you know, pleasant relationships and, and mm-hmm. I, I pray for them, you know, yeah. they're, they're yeah. in my rituals, they're in my meditations because I have an, a love that's not going to stop there. You know, exactly. so I, I, I do work for them and speak to the, the guides, you know, I do work in the spiritual world. You know, they say when a yeah, woman exactly. is doing work for you in the <laughs> spiritual realm, that's a next level lady, you know what I mean? I'm but great. like, yeah, I'm like that's, like from that's afar. Some, yeah, exactly. Like literally very very, yeah. very literally and it's i think literally. those sort of mm-hmm. things are very much okay mm-hmm. and they're very healthy it's very yes. healthy because it's not like a loss you know mm. it's and i've had friendships too where i'm kind of like okay I, I don't feel like i need to cut this person off but i'm going to change how i deal with them
0: yeah oh yeah right? absolutely so it's not
1: like i'm severing this relationship but i have a new way that i'm going to approach this relationship and if it yes. means an inactive relationship but still having respect and a love. And this is someone I know that's yeah. very, very much. Okay. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm
0: willing to go for, I'm willing to go with the flow on that one. Right. I'm yeah. willing to figure out the best way for us to communicate, to have a relationship. And if that means that we cannot have a relationship, that's okay too. I will honor right. that because yes, I will not exactly. sacrifice my boundaries or my peace for the sake of Anyone else? Absolutely, I just do
1: it. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, I'm right there with you.
0: I think for kids too, when it comes to our parents, it's really, really hard to say, "I, I can't deal with you. I can't do it." And we entertain these relationships, and we get the, "Oh, but that's your mom. How could you? Yeah. How could you take a step back from your mom? Why aren't you talking to your mom? You only get one, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, do yeah. That. yeah. 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 Let let the assessment happen. Mm -hmm.
1: Let that assessment happen. And like, if what I'm doing for you and the way I'm showing up for you doesn't work for you, please have the strength and the boundary setting skills to say this doesn't feel good to me. Yes. You know, regardless of who it is, because like Mm -hmm. we're saying, you can still honor, love and respect this person in this relationship and the way that they've added value and contribution to your life. But you can change the
0: way that you deal with them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never too late. It's never too late to enforce those boundaries. Because at the end of the day, it's really about your peace of mind. And this is the beautiful thing about the ancestors and the ancestor work is that even though right, so my great grandmother has passed. And, you know, it was like I said, the, the relationship on that side with the women is very ooh. It's very sticky. But even though she's past, I still love her. I still respect her. And it doesn't mean that I can't call to her either, right? Because she is now bigger than the people that we are on earth. Because there's an understanding we have on this other side that we can see past and future. We can, they can see it all. And yeah. so I, I feel like that love, no matter what the relationship was like on earth, I feel like that love is the most important part is that like, yeah. you are still part of my family. And yeah. So, yeah, it so it transcends. Is- yes, exactly. Yeah, it transcends. yeah. Yeah. So just because you don't get along with each other very well on earth doesn't mean that you can't find some common ground yeah. even after they pass. Right. So right. even though my, my great grandmother and I, didn't really talk, especially before her passing, like she had passed, and I hadn't talked to her in years, literally years. And I was like, well, that's unfortunate, you know, but at the same time, it's not, I, I ask her to continue the protection, right? Yeah, make mm-hmm. sure that I'm good, right? Keep looking out. But when it comes to like some of the work, there are definitely other ancestors that I'm going to call on first. You know what I mean? That I had that really right. good relationship with, that I had that connection yeah. with because yeah. it makes out that, that spiritual work that much stronger because yeah. I actually had a, a good connection with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So leaning into the relationships that you did forge, but don't forget about the ones that just because they didn't get along, just because like things didn't work out, doesn't mean that they're not part of your team. Right. Yeah. Maybe they just got a different job. Right. You know, and that's okay. Right. So set up those altars. Leave out the gifts. Leave out the food. Right? Oranges, apples. If you make if you got a little leftover dinner, I set that on the altar. Now I got two very badass dogs. Like they're fucking <laughs> bad. <laughs> so, and I have
1: a cat that's terrible, and she eats everything: cucumbers, lettuce. She's am- she's
0: crazy. <laughs> right? Anything? Right? My dogs are fucking bad. So really, when a, when you're doing this kind of work make those <laughs> adjustments. You know what I'm saying? Make the adjustments. So you don't have to kill your animals later talking about why did you eat the offerings? Okay. like right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't get me in trouble with my ancestors because you're an asshole. Yeah, because you can get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you won't be welcome here anymore. <laughs> Look, you won't get all of us in trouble. Don't play with me. Don't play with right. them. Okay? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> can you imagine the conversation with the dog? Like, get over here. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any you... idea what you just did? Yeah. You know, my grandma, co- my grandma cussing me out right now because of right. you. So like, you're you Yeah.
1: Me yelling at my cat would be adorable. She's a petite little calico. And she's so loving. She'd be like probably rubbing on my face. And I'm like, no, you are in trouble. You just got us in trouble.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Poor little pets. It's such it's they try. They do. They do. So make the adjustments for your pet, right? Mm -hmm. Leave them flowers. You know, you can you can pick flowers out of somebody else's yard. You didn't hear that from me. Don't get me in trouble. But pick some flowers, (laughs) leave them for your ancestors. Because these little gifts matter, right? They want to know that you're still thinking about them, that they're still a part of your life in some way.